is moving very slowly. That's what happens when you put on 2,000 minutes. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know math. You don't know math? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know how many minutes are in a... Or, yeah. I don't know how many minutes 2,000 equals, like, how many hours or whatever. Oh, boy. I know 120 is two hours, so that's it. That doesn't really help us in this situation at all. We're off to a great start. What up, everyone? I'm Bryn. I'm Ricky. And we are writers in progress, and we do not know what we are doing. Don't look at me like that. You had no better ideas. This no. is what we're going with. Okay. All right. We have a writing prompt generator that is incredibly complicated and offers multiple choices. We only just found it a few minutes ago. We are still <laughs> learning how to use it. There's a view all button. This may take us a while. So do you want... Do we just want to do science fiction to start? I'm not good with romance. Or do you want the romance? I don't care. I can write romance into anything. Let's be real. <laughs> okay, let's just do view all. Should we just, like, randomly scroll? And yeah. And stop and pick one? Well, it's like you scroll and I'll tell you to stop. Okay. Stop. And do you want me to just select while I'm still not looking? Yes. Am I in the right spot? Vaguely. Do I need to... Wait, go down. Am I over the box? Go. <laughs> dystopia submit or should i do a second one uh do we want to just start with one because sure. i feel like the more we add the more complicated it's yeah. going to be writing prompt in a fascist society that has banned most books you discover a vault beneath your house that is filled with books that have been banned for decades you begin to read them but must hide your secret under threat of imprisonment after a few months of reading, you can't shake the desire to help others discover what they have been missing for so long. That's just Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> I haven't read it. I know nothing about it. But sure, I was more thinking book thief. Oh, but... yeah. Well, it's like Fahrenheit 451, a little bit of the book thief, and... Oh, crap, what's it called? Big Brothers... Uh, 1984? Yes. I have it on the bookshelf somewhere. Have you actually read it? <laughs> yes, because I had to do it for school. Oh, so did I! I found it very difficult to get through, but I want to reread it, because I think I'll appreciate it better now. Yeah. Better. Well, I was reading it, but it was around the same time that I had my surgery. <laughs> so, I was like, well, I was reading it, and then it was like my surgery happened, and then I just kind of like did the Sparks Note version, because mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have time for this anymore. My favorite part about the book, though, was that it's like, the whole time you think it's just going to lead up to some big uprising. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's depressing. But I like it. But rea realistic. I can, I can appreciate that. Oh, there's multiple. I know, Hold I on. saw that. Because the, the other one, I don't know. That one's just like, it's been done too many times. That's yeah. my problem with it. Okay. So. Uh, the colony you live in has decreed that its current population exceeds the planet's available resources. As a result, the government begins systematically exterminating the elderly. Oh, Jeez. The infirm and the mentally deficient. Oh my God. <laughs> you work on the government's death squad and discover a loved one's name on your list. Oh, that's horrible. I punish you this one. <laughs> you got way too excited about this. Dear God. Well, it's like I forget how sadistic you are sometimes. Elderly and infirm. Sure. I can get up behind that. On a, purely, on a purely statistical level, on like a dystopian... Tell us how you really feel, Ricky. This is extremely concerning. I'm learning no, so many things if about you. on the brink of dying anyways, they're just taking food. Like, 
Wow. I know, I know, I know. Remind me not to get stuck with you in the apocalypse. It, it'll be fine. Just be useful and it'll be fine. I think we both know that I will not be. <laughs> but it's the mentally deficient. Yeah. That's because what, how do you define that? Like, is it any form of like, hey, I have depression? Or is it Ooh. anxiety or whatever, OCD? Like... Is it any little... Yeah, because, I mean, automatically your brain goes to, like, um, which would be those who are, like, need institution, eh, institutionalization or they need nursing and yeah. social workers and stuff like that. But, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of depression and stuff. Or it's, like, for the infirm, if there's an accident where you'd, like, you're paralyzed, but in six months it'll heal. And, yeah. Or more than six months. <laughs> I'm not medical. <laughs> I go better. <laughs> oh, man. Um, like, does that count? Is it like you're going to be a waste for this amount of time even mm-hmm. though you'll get better? Or there's no guarantee? Yeah. Like, Sorry, I'm still stuck on the depression thing because, like, what if... <clears throat> so it's from the point of view of a character whose family member's name shows up. What if they don't know that that family member has depression? Yeah. What if this person is the ideal person when they have a high or like mm-hmm. above and beyond yeah and then they then, hit a low does that mean that they're out of the herd like mm-hmm. I mean to be fair I feel like that's an interesting way of going about it just because most dystopian stories don't actually touch on those members of society who have like and it's not like you're saying they're mentally deficient or whatever but it's just scientifically speaking there is something hindering you mentally and when you are in that state where it gets bad you are not going to be a fully functioning member of society because you just physically can't bring yourself to be that i mean for god's sake it took me two weeks to put my laundry away (laughs) because i'm like oh i think i'm having a depressive episode this is fine i'm great everything's awesome And, on the same note, would there still be mental medical help? Or would it just be, kind of slide that over to the death squad? Because it's like... This is starting to turn into, like, Nazi Germany. I know. (laughs) That's exactly where we wanted this to go. And they started it with a prompt. Because it's like, I I believe that everyone has a little bit of something. No matter what No, 100%. And it's like, especially in this day and age. Yeah. With something at some time in their life. Yeah. So is there... Do they just have the basics in this society? Like, mm-hmm. would it be... You can see a shrink or whatever. You can see a counselor. Or to get to the point where people wouldn't even trust going to the shrink. If you're being reported. Exactly. Yeah. Because you have to be happy and functioning and everything's great. And so it's like that stigma against mental illness gets even worse. Yeah. And it's like, would there even be prescriptions mm-hmm. probably not especially not in a colony that's like falling apart that'd be such a depressing way to start this whole thing oh my god <laughs> there are more there are more this whole thing is just gonna be us reading the prompts and going oh yeah and like just talking about them when we never actually choose a prompt to write <laughs> okay here on a hopefully lighter note here's the <laughs> next one on a distant planetary colony, citizens are violently protesting newly established laws that were created to secure order. 
The leaders of the colony are turning to tyrannical (laughs) means in order to keep colonists subjugated. Mm -hmm. As the leader of a rebel cell, you and your team have had limited success disrupting the government's burgeoning burgeoning police state. So many big words in this (laughs) one. When nearby hostile aliens contact you and offer advanced weaponry to defeat your oppressors. I was not expecting the aliens. You are somewhat hesitant. Will you work with these aliens to overthrow your government, even if this would result in diminishing your planetary defenses and risking a possible invasion by your newfound allies? Ooh. How do you write a short story out of that? That's a bit much. Because you have to build the tension mm-hmm. of the government. You have to build the tension of the government. You have to build the tension of the aliens being hostile. So that when they turn around and say, hey, we can help you with this, you're already like, I've seen you bite a guy's head clean off and kind of keep going without blinking. I'm not sure that I trust you, if I'm completely honest. And it says planetary colony. So did you overtake a planet from a different alien race which would then explain why they're hostile like there's that's a that's a lot we should have looked up short story films <laughs> this may have been easier damn okay you, you're still thinking about it are you you're trying to decide how you can make this a short story you're just yes I ricky's am. just staring at the screen very dramatically right now with a concerning smile on her face if i'm completely honest and you're the leader of the rebel cell. So it's like, yeah. do you just go gung-ho, or do you have to have a whole backstory of, like, this is how I became leader, this is my crew? And see, I kind of like the stories that don't do that. It's just, like, they kind of kick you into the action, and it's like, what's up? This is your protagonist, they're the leader, and go. Because, <laughs> like, do you always need to have that dramatic background of oh i watched the government kill my parents and i no longer believe in what they're selling me and i'm gonna stand for a rebel cause or can it just be yeah i I'm don't alien batman <laughs> 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 you said the government killed my parents and that turns to alien batman <laughs> yeah because it's the it is the traditional superhero road is the parents have to die why is it always the parents have to die i will never understand that. It, okay if it was like your childhood best friend oh like, that would be so much more motivating. I mean, granted, that may turn me into a villain instead, so... But that being said, villains do tend to have, like, more dramatic backstories anyway. This is totally off topic. It's what if... <laughs> what if your childhood best friend gets killed, you grow up to be a superhero out for vengeance, but then the childhood best friend didn't die, and they become a villain? Oh. And now you have Whatever. to battle each other. Almost killed them. Or you thought killed them. Ooh. Oh, that would hurt. I like those ones where it's like, the two of you are enemies, but you have a mutual friend who like, so you have to pretend that the two of you are like on okay terms anytime you spend time with this person because they're oblivious to your other identities. And they think that the tension between the two of you is like, you like each other. So they keep trying to set you both up. And I'm like, I just want that sitcom. I really do. We really need to find a prompt generator that's short stories but those are so intense they're so good but neither of us can write them that short i know i mean the to be fair the only way i can write short stories is if i put like no detail all right short story prime generator a team of scientists have successfully teleported an apple it reappears with a bite taken out of it 
Ooh. Ah, I kind of like that one. After the crash, he vanished. Some say he moved to a compound in Africa. Some say he went off the grid. But the Silicon Valley genius who engineered the greatest stock market disaster in history is hiding in plain sight. I already have an idea for that one. I'm just thinking 2008. Mm. And I'm thinking more science fiction. Okay, but what type of science fiction does the stock market create the next like dystopian apocalypse? Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about, like, I know how he's hiding. Oh, okay. Because he's hiding in plain sight. Go on. He's in the computer. Oh. Ah. Okay. Ah. Okay. He uploaded himself to the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> I know computers. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Amazon has invented time travel and introduced preemptive shipping. Today, you receive something completely unexpected from your future self. Why do I like that one so much? Because it could be anything. Yeah. For me, though, it's just like, you're going to get murdered. So you send yourself a weapon in defense. But then at the same time, it's like, if you're going to be murdered... Why are you on murdering? Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> are you if you, you have a device, you can just call the police. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to exact revenge on my future killers. Oh. August 30th, 1946. Isn't that the middle? No, that's like the end of the war, right? When? August 30th, 1946. I think so. The date of the one and only time travel convention. You attend every year. Oh. I know, that was oh. really cute. I don't know why. And it would be really easy to do it as a short story because it's like, you just kind of do snippets, right? Every it year. did 1945, so. Sort of been a year after the war. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying? Well, you could just do, like, snippets, like, the first year you go, and it's just, like, every year, and you look out for the same people. But the trick is, you're not allowed to know what time everyone's from, but you kind of get to infer it. But if you go every year, how do you not run into your past self? Or is it the other form of time travel where that doesn't really work? Where you re-inhabit your body from that time? Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'm just thinking, because my mind immediately, like I said, I can always pull romance into something, right? But my mind goes to, you form an attachment to someone, but the only time the two of you can meet is at the convention. Okay. And you're not allowed to know what time period they're from. Oh, but if it's just after the war... Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> but you're not allowed to know what time period they're from, they're not allowed to know what time period you're from, all that kind of stuff. But then you could even make it worse and have it where at the end of the story it's revealed that they weren't actually a time traveler. They were one of the, like, the keepers. And so they were actually living time linearly. Linearly? Whatever the word is. The right direction. <laughs> the right direction. That could work. And then it ends with the, the time traveler like going to visit their grave. Of course. Because if they're living time chronologically, every time the time traveler goes back to that day, it's the same day. So that person hasn't aged. So to them, they just think, well, they're a time traveler, they're coming back. But then they start to notice that they themselves are getting older, because like you said. So they themselves are getting older, but this person isn't. And then it gets sad. So have you ever seen that thing where someone... 
was in school and their teacher gave them a writing prompt of like write about something in a new environment so they wrote about a squid that got teleported into a forest and like there was five pages of dramatic description of the squid dying and then they realized that everyone else in class had written stories about like oh it's my first day of school and i'm so nervous good for you kid good for you oh she was dying she was your mother and you remembered the day your engineers engineers first turned her on. Ricky's got her thinking phase on. Well, because if she's your mother, mm-hmm. but they turned her on, mm-hmm. would that mean that she... Did they invent her? But if they invented her, then she can't be your mother because you would be older than her. Mm-hmm. Unless you were made to remain a child. So is Which it like is equally sad. Android? Or is it you're a scientist, or an engineer, I guess, and your actual mom died. And so you've developed an android technology that looks exactly like your mom, and you were there mm. to see her resurrected when they first turned her back on. But now something's going wrong. It could even be like it's the government's going, this is super creepy, you need to stop. And so you're being forced to shut it down. So now she's dying and you have to say goodbye to your mother again. Again, totally off topic. But the mention of resurrection the other day, I had a dream where I went tubing down the river. I'm always so nervous when you mention (laughs) dreams. Your dreams are so disturbing. Oh, we were tubing down the river and there was like a little bit of a falls, but like we made it through but there was a bear and we were like oh crap so we dodged the bear and we get part way down and there's a second bear and it comes for me and I like grab its jaw and I'm fighting it off and it just keeps screaming like help me help me help me uh-huh. and then I, I like wake up and I'm like ah sweet like I defeated the bear and everyone's like you've been dead for a month <laughs> I was like okay cool I was resurrected and I'm like this is it right <laughs> And everyone was, like, all freaking out and sad and happy. And I was just so confused because I'm like, this, this is impossible. Ooh. The voice in your head is your only friend. The AI implant is your only ally. And she just started to become sentient. Isn't that basically just the plot of her? I never watched it. No, did I. I thought it was... Yeah, where he falls in love with an AI. Yeah, and then she starts to become sentient and wants to be with him. And then I think in the end, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched the movie, even though it came out, like, how many years ago? Um, but in the end, she, like, runs away with another AI. Because it's like, he ends up meeting this woman who's in a similar relationship with her AI. Um, and she's also, like, struggling with the unfulfilled parts of it. Um, and then, yeah, basically, like, his AI and the other AI are just like, you're better off without us. And they just, like, leave. And so he and this woman are just kind of left How there. How do AIs leave? I think they just, like, disconnect from the thing or whatever. I'm sorry. I'm leaving you. End call. Ooh. Time travel is rare. Real. Wow, there's a word. And time tourists show up in large numbers around major historical events. One day... Thousands of time tourists are in ships above the earth, quietly waiting. Oh. That just makes me think, think of, of Dr. Yeah. 
That's what I was thinking, too. Also, I'm, like, reading it, and I'm like, well, that just screws up the whole timeline if they're all there. Because yeah. if they're there watching it, but it's the destruction of Earth, isn't it also technically the destruction of them? But they won't die because they've time-traveled so that they can go watch the event, and then it just starts to get very confusing. I love how many of these sci-fi ones are just time travel. <gasps> time travel is widely available. However, you can't interact with the past. You can only observe it. On a trip to the past one day, you bump into someone. Again, I'm just thinking Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Any of these sci-fi ones, especially because they're all time travel, it's like this, it's just Doctor Who. Doctor Who did this already. When people die, they are transported to the event that ultimately caused their death. One day, you were hit by a car and sent 12 years into the past. Oh. Is it your own past? I would Uh, assume, because it would be like, every choice that you made up till this moment has led to this. There's an anime quite similar. I haven't watched it, but I want to. And I'm probably getting some of this wrong, but I think it's where his entire class dies. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's a boy... Older than him murders his whole class. Jeez, that's dark. Like he has a chance to go back in time and fix it. Mm. I know nothing more. (laughs) Well, then there's that movie with Aston Kutcher, The Butterfly Effect, and basically, I just found like this random YouTube channel that will give you like a movie summary and it just like gives you the entire plot. And I watched the thing today, and that's literally what the whole thing is is he has this ability where he can go back into events of his past. And so he starts doing that and trying to change the events. And every time he then comes back to the future, he's affected himself somehow. Where it starts off with little things like, oh, he leaves himself a burn scar from a cigarette butt on his stomach. But then another time, he comes back and he's lost his arms. Oh. Because of an event that happened. Or like... Um, one of his childhood best friends in the original timeline she kills herself so he goes back and tries to fix it and like she's already dead in one she's a druggie in another like it's just like he can never fix it and eventually he ends up figuring out a way like something goes wrong and he ends up in a psych ward and then he watches a home movie of, of his birth and he's able to transport himself back to that and kill himself in the womb. Oh. And by doing that, everyone, all of his friends then live happy lives because they don't interact with him. How do you kill yourself in the womb? He wraps his umbilical cord around his neck. But does he stay in an adult state when he travels back? Yeah. So he's fully aware of what's going on and like what he needs to change <laughs> in order to like face it. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're born with the ability to stop time. One day you see something else moving when you've already stopped time. That just makes me think of Big Fish. Haven't watched that either. It's pretty good. It's kind of weird, but there's one part where it's like when you meet the love of your life, time stands still. Okay, yeah. And then... It's on my to-watch list. It's good. They made a musical out of it, too. The musical's pretty good. I kind of like that one. But then you can also, you could go the route of there's someone else like you, or you could go to the route of, like, it's a dog. Oh, that would be so good! <laughs> it's a dog or a cat. 
That's like the thing with the immor- you're immortal and you have yeah. the ability to pass that on to one other person. And so your lover's like, give it to me and we'll be together forever. And you're like, I can't. I already used it on someone. Who? My cat? <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably do that. Wow. Oh, like, CC. <laughs> That's true. It is CC. Poor little He's Cece. So he is. Jordan gets it. <laughs> he will happily sacrifice himself so that you can be with Cece yeah. forever. <laughs> Ooh. You volunteer to be the first human to test time travel, only going an hour forward in time, but when you leave the travel pod, all other humans are gone. Now, obviously, the super boring answer to that is lunchtime hit and everyone went for lunch. That would be a great comedy one, though. That would be hilarious. Like, you're just like freaking out and like arming themselves, <laughs> sitting there the like <sighs> rocking back and forth, panicking, and everyone comes back with donuts, and they're like, "Oh, it worked." I watch as they like just screwed up the time a little bit, so yeah. sent them to the wrong time, and that's why they were gone. <sighs> but then it's like, why would everyone be gone if you were only? If it was only an hour. It's true. But that's that's what I mean. Maybe they set it... Maybe they accidentally set it to half an hour. So they went and took their break. Mm-hmm. And they come back when it should have been an hour. Mm-hmm. I love how we're just immediately going the comedy <laughs> route on this. We're like, no, no, no. No scientific, complicated, dramatic no. explanations. It's just a really dumb miscommunication. I love how we were supposed to like find a prompt and then make a plan. And we're just sitting just, here reading like, prompts. Just... The first one that comes up. Ooh, I like that. You wish upon what looks like a star, but is actually a satellite. Your wish has been recorded, cataloged, and an agent is now assigned the task of granting your wish. Isn't that a welcome to Night Vale tweet? I'm pretty sure it is. I think it might be. (laughs) Your Tesla has stopped in the wilderness. I think that actually happened to a guy. Where he couldn't get into his car because he was out of cell service. (laughs) So he couldn't open it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't (laughs) laugh, but I do find that funny. Breaking news, a mere earth has just been confirmed was not what you expected to hear on the news when you turned on your radio that morning. I kind of like the Amazon one. (laughs) I don't know why, it's just so entertaining. Amazon has invented time travel and introduced preemptive shipping because of course they have. Today you receive something completely unexpected from your future self. Because then there's so many options of like... Because did you ever read that, I'm pretty sure it was just a Tumblr post, um, but it was like, after you reach a certain age, your future self can send letters back to you. No. And basically the letter they get says like, don't answer the door or something. And I'm like, that's weird. But then when they, they ignore it and they do answer the door and it's this little girl that's doing like an orphanage adoption drive or something and they end up adopting her. Like, but they keep getting these letters, like, begging them not to. And then they've got all this stuff going on. And then it's, like, after they've adopted her, then they start getting letters, like, oh, do this for her, do that for her. She, like, spikes like this or whatever. And then eventually what ends up happening is she ends up dying. And that's why they sent the letter to themselves saying, don't open the door. was because they're so heartbroken about losing their little girl that they don't want their past self to go through it. But then the second time around, it's like they realize that that's what it was about. And so they send themselves a letter and it's kind of along the lines of like, open the door and enjoy every minute of it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. 
That's too sad. We're getting deep here. Woo! Deep cuts. All right, my vote goes for this one. I don't know what to do for it, but... I don't even remember what. Because that's the thing is like those prompts are amazing, but they feel like longer stories. That's my problem with yeah. those ones. It's like twenty. It gives you twenty prompts. Oh my god. <laughs> we could sit here forever and just talk about prompts and never actually do anything. Because you could almost be like it starts off with like innocuous stuff that you're sending back to yourself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get something like really random and you don't know what it's for but you could start it off with stuff where it's like you send yourself a flashlight why would I need a flashlight I don't yeah. there's nothing going on the power goes out or you send yourself a screwdriver and you're like well that's weird nothing's broken and then the repairman at the door left his screwdriver and he's really mad about it because he can't fix this door and you're like well actually I have one yeah that would be good yeah to like kind of make yourself would you do it from the perspective of? Because the question is say how future or past, but it doesn't matter. Because that's the thing is it. If you walked down the stairs one day, and saw the repairman standing there cursing himself out, because he doesn't have the right screwdriver, and then you immediately bought it and sent it to yourself in the past, then the next time you come down the stairs, you then have that package waiting, and you can give it to. Which is then confusing, because you're basically <laughs> giving yourself a time loop. It kind of... It's a bit like... Have you ever seen the movie Sliding Doors? With Gwyneth Paltrow? I think when I was really little. Yeah, and the whole thing is like... Basically, it's in one version of events, she makes the train, and in the other version, she misses it. And basically, it like splits the timeline, and so there's two different ways mm. that things can go. That's all I keep thinking about now. It's like, you walk down the stairs, because how they do it is anytime there's like a, this is a, a climactic moment that yeah. split the timeline, these are the choices that she can make, is, like, she runs down the stairs and she makes a train, but then it rewinds everything and run has her uh, run down the stairs and she misses it. So that's all I'm picturing now, is you walk down the stairs and your doorman's complaining about needing this wrench, and then you send yourself the Amazon package and, like, rewind to go back up the stairs. The prompt is, Amazon has invented time travel and introduced preemptive shipping. Today, you receive something completely unexpected from your future self. I feel like the catch is that Amazon has invented time travel. That's true. So then it's not like time travel in and of itself exists, but Amazon packages can time travel. So then there would have to be like a decent enough gap between like your future and your past self. So do we want to go with, like, a year? Do we want to go with, like, five years? I think we should just... I think we should come up with our own time travel laws. That works. Because then it's where do you go from there? What did yeah. you send back to yourself? Because that kind of kicks off your story. But, it, like... Now I don't know, because... Time travel is just a thing. It's not even a genre. It's just the setting. I, yeah. But, I mean, the genre is sci-fi, technically. Yeah. So you've got the genre, you've got the setting, but then you have to come up with the character and be like, what does this character really need? Within a short story. Within a short story. I have a vague idea. Do you? I do. I'm not sure yet. 
I know how it all started, mm-hmm. but not with the actual story. <laughs> well, I have, like... No, I, I think I have a vague idea of what I'd send... Have the characters sent back to themselves. And it has to be something from Amazon. That's the other thing. It's not something that... Amazon just... has everything. I know, but it's like you can't just ship a letter to yourself. No. And you can't really add notes to items from Amazon. Like you Not unless add... it's a gift, but I don't think they would give you the gift option if it's to yourself. Yeah, if it's to yourself, because then it's cheating, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, this was a thrilling episode. And super ineffective. Yeah, it and did it... not go how we were planning. But... <laughs> we weren't planning anything, let's be real. We hit record and had to hit record several times to make sure we actually were recording. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how to, like, end this. Well, that's a great place to end this episode. (laughs) We promise we will get better at this. Eventually. At some point. Tune in next week when we actually uh, read our prompts. And compare stories. From the prompts. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) The sentence made sense in my head. We somewhat know what we're doing. On occasion, there are there are moments. These episodes are probably going to end up being shorter than the actual ones where we read. Yeah. Because it's more just choosing a prompt. And us just word vomiting nonsense at each other. Whatever comes to mind. Yeah, because we are really bad at social skills. It's going to be great. It can only get better from here. Alright, until next time. <laughs> We're writers in progress, and this is an attempt. <laughs> <laughs>